0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the House of Black podcast. I am your host, the cat here extraordinaire, Donnie Black. And today is, I believe, the 8th of July. All of you had a, a, a very safe fire 4th of July. I pretty much had, uh, which was pretty much fine. I'm one of the few people that actually don't care about fireworks because, as I've seen recently, There's been a lot of people who have had fireworks accidents during the 4th of July, which is really weird. Um, There was one house that apparently I saw on TikTok. It was a house of uh, a family whose entire house was burnt to the ground because of firework damage. And it just tells you right there like, some people don't need to have fireworks at all. Now, if I do have fireworks 1 out of 10, it'll probably just be for like a photo shoot concept, but I really don't see the whole deal of having fireworks. I mean, hell, there was moments where I, um, uh, when I was younger, there used to be a, f- uh, I used to go downtown in Toledo to go see the fireworks. It would be over by the News Channel, News 11 broadcast building. But it would get so fucking crowded there that it was barely hard to get a spot to sit there. So it came upon me at the last minute to just realize, you know what? I'm just this isn't important to me. So, at one point, it was when I was living in Swanton that I noticed that you know people were coming to do fireworks, go to fireworks around that time, and at the same at that same point of it, I was just like, well, that's the only thing that I'm concerned about. But at the same time, most of those times that were fireworks weren't really fireworks, if you get my drift, because where I lived at. Was nicknamed Swantucky. And when you live in a countryside area like that in northwest Ohio, in the Lucas County area, and a place called that would be nicknamed Swantucky because of how country it is, it tells you how country it is. So, I mean, like, you swear uh Theo Vaughn could visit there like a rock star <laughs> and be treated like Morgan Wallen there if it came to the point. And yes, I don't listen to either of those, those guys, but I'm just putting a point out there for my white listeners in case you need an idea of what I'm trying to get at. Um, by the time this episode is up, I'm currently working on a stitching project because I have been on a sewing frenzy for the last few weeks. Um, I finished two concepts. I'll probably talk about them on my TikTok Live, which I'll be doing later today by the time this episode goes up. So, I'm doing a TikTok live stream later tonight because the person that I'm making a particular outfit with tonight is going to be for her. She's a friend of mine who lives in uh, Boston, in Seattle, I believe, um, Pacific, or near the Pacific Northwest, I believe. And she is going to wear the outfit that I have. And pretty much what's going to happen is, is she's willing to get a couple photos or even do a photo shoot and stuff with it with another photographer or with her friends in exchange to, uh, wearing this outfit for me. Um, it's my first time making an outfit like this, but I know I can pull it off. <laughs> so bear with me guys. You'll, you'll know what it is when I post about it later, just later down the line. Um, at the same time, um, I, um, I've been busy on the ends of the next week, cons because Kalasicon didn't happen this year, but I'm considering YomaCon. Uh techno techno technocon is happening uh next weekend. Um at that same time well this weekend well, this week next week this coming week. Um in fact uh my friend Steph Pixie or Steph e uh GF G I F uh, we'll be, uh, also going to that con, and then that same weekend, and so, coincidentally, she will be, uh, doing some photo shoots with me, uh, so we'll be doing some photo shoots, I'm considering maybe doing a live stream while she is, uh, doing this, uh, photo shoot with me, so, um, I may consider doing a live stream, we'll see how it goes, if it does, it'll either be on just TikTok, or it will be on my Twitch channel, um, for those who are asking me about alternative situations of streaming youtube isn't a thing yet but it is possibility it is a high possibility i am considering doing a stream on youtube so that may be the case we'll have to see however there is one streaming service i will not be signing up for i have an account with them but it will not be functional and that is kick recently uh, a lot of you guys might have noticed about the kick streaming service. Um, it, there's two reasons why I will not use kick. One, most of the people who have found a kick are controversial in uh, gambling and racial situations. Basically, the people who make kick are, ba- are, are the reason why they're using kick is because they don't like the rules and the situations that are happening with, with Twitch. So they want to use that as an alternative. And unfortunately, I have many uh, friends. Who are using that. But one of the influences in particular, uh, <laughs> who is has an ambassador deal with t- uh, kick, uh, is known for being very racist and homophobic. And I don't fuck around with that shit. So I will not be going to kick. So if you look on kick and you type in Drew Media, you'll see it there. Mm-hmm. But literally, when you see that page, it'll say, um, uh, you will say, uh, it will say, please go to my Twitch or my Kick TikTok or my YouTube. I will not stream on Kick, but it's only there. And the reason why you're asking, why in my bloody hell am I, do I have it? It's because I want to make sure nobody takes that name and makes a fake account with that account name. That's literally the reason why. So if you want to see me stream, it will probably be either on TikTok. Twitch, or YouTube, do not expect to find me on Kick. I'm sorry that I have to disappoint you on that, but Kik will not be a streaming source I will support, nor will I believe it will happen, and I have a feeling uh, it's going to have a downfall. Um, however, Twitter, uh, a lot of people know I do have a Thread account, which is the new social media similar to Twitter that was launched by Zuckerberg, um... I launched my account on there uh, uh, earlier this week. However, I have not been using it as much. And uh, I've posted about the reason online, uh, especially on Twitter. But I have to be specifically understandable for that reason. I've had my Twitter account for more than a decade. I've worked my butt off. For years, on that twi- on that t- on that Twitter page, so much of friends, clients. I have worked myself on my social anxiety. I have broken social anxiety moments with that account, and because the fact that Zuckerberg is being, st- because uh, Elon Musk is being stupid about that, is not as being stupid with his stuff on that account is not going to take away the fact that I'm going to get rid of my Twitter or not use it. Because there's going to be a moment in time he's going to get sick of that account and he's not going to use it anymore. And not going to use that company. So I am not going to support it. But at the same time, uh, when it comes to him, no. That's not the case. I am not going to abandon... Twitter because I don't like Elon Musk I just can't I've worked too hard on that account built up a name with many celebrities, many content creators, many influencers many friends I have made on that account and to just say I give it up and go because of Elon Musk's beliefs I'm sorry, it just it does not sit well with me, Uh, don't mind the noise in the background, I'm stitching as we speak, because like I said, I'm working on this project, (laughs) and I hope we'll be going well, but as I've said before, I I, I can't give up on my Twitter because of Elon Musk's stupid views, I, I, I get it, he's stupid, really, really stupid. But it's not enough for me to give them the righteousness of leaving that for Thread. Now, unless the people who follow me on Twitter are willing to integrate and follow me on Twitter, on Thread, because of what's going on, that's fine. But as of right now, I know most of the people that I support, who I'm friends, close friends with, and support with, and connect with, know me more outspoken since being on Twitter and to just give that up to go to to Thread because of of Musk doesn't sit well and I've worked too much and too hard for that situation to just be thrown out the way I'm sorry so I'll have my Thread account it will be functional every once in a while but do not expect me to frequently use Thread like I do with Twitter Twitter, I've always stated was my go-to for a lot of my source material. Not even my Instagram at times. TikTok is right after. So it's Twitter, TikTok, then Facebook, then YouTube, then Instagram. Instagram is dead last, even though most of my work I promote is 90% uh, attention-wise on Twitter, on the- Instagram. Um, So, to give you a good description of what this outfit I'm working on, let's just say the Barbie craze is real. (laughs) Um, So, my friend Steph uh, is not only an amazing cosplayer and model, she's also a very well known aesthetic person who Has made a lot of outfits and wigs based on uh, a lot of things of her own creation of it. And I had this amazing idea of maybe, maybe having her uh, do a theme based on Barbie to promote the movie coming out. Now, I am not sponsored by Warner Brothers or Mattel to endorse it. But I feel like this shoot has so much potential. And so, with that being said, I'm going to use this as a means to promote my photo shoot with her. So, Steph and I will be working on this. And like I said, there, I might be doing a live stream on this. I might see a live stream on this. But I do want to do this before the movie comes out because I feel like the movie has a lot of... I think this movie um, is going to have a lot of potential in the sense of promoting this and there's one guy I follow on Twitter who literally has posted, since the announcement of the movie uh, and the World of Barbie exhibit, there's been so much promotion for this movie, for the Barbie brand, that it's ridiculous. Like, everything from clothing to the, uh, uh, products that are inspired by Barbie and what have you, and it's just crazy. And so I said to myself, and then I started seeing this whole Barbie chic uh, be a fashion statement now because many women and gays and non-binaries in between who are fans of Barbie have started embracing the pinkage of, their car- of the Barbie uh, culture style of it by coordinating outfits and looks based on that whole thing. I believe the term is called Barbiecore. <laughs> Which is crazy. Now you're probably asking asking the case the million dollar question will i be seeing the barbie movie it's not it's well it is a movie for a live endorsement for females people forget to tell you people forget that barbie is a cultural phenomenon no different than uh comic every comic book every t show uh movie video game when sonic the hedgehog was developed was it meant for do you think it was meant for boys even though a lot of male gamers Plays out of the hedgehog? Absolutely not. It's The same can be said with Barbie when it comes to the house. Yes, the dolls was made for female audience members, especially little young girls, but that's not going to change the fact that there are many girls and many other people of other origins and genders who resonate with Barbie. There are a lot of guys I know resonate with Ken and the character from Barbie. I know I do. I mean, I want to be the perfect Ken for a girl. But that's just me. (laughs) Um, So, with that being stated, I wanted to do something in that sense of that uh, aesthetic. And that's why (coughs) with this shoot that I'm doing, it's going to sort of have a pin-up swimsuit type of feel, but hopefully it will succeed with colors. And you guys will find out about it very, very soon. Um, I'm excited about this shoot because... I put a raw work in the props, making the outfit, coordinating everything. So it's gonna be very exciting. Um, okay, so right now, sorry, I'm eating one of these podcasts because I'm trying to be more relaxed and such. I make one piece of the swimsuit of this outfit that I'm making, which is a pink swimsuit, I'm making for. A friend of mine. This swimsuit, hopefully, is going to have a lot of more integration, involving a lot of stuff that I'm hoping that with this uh, aesthetic that I'm working on for this outfit, it'll look exactly mm-hmm. how I pictured it. But, um. I'm getting a lot of messages. (laughs) So, uh... So, uh, today, um, or earlier this week, I was able to acquire Clerks 3, finally, uh, on Blu-ray. And I'm actually watching it. Um, the, doc, the documentary on the decades of clerks you know, talks about all the legacy of how they got the movie filmed and things like that, and it just dawned upon me and you know, Kevin Smith talking about the fact of there's one part where he's mentioning about the fact that he was able to legally obtain the rights to the characters, J.I.S. Sine of Bob, which means no matter what studio he films, a Kevin Smith movie that takes place in the music universe his characters, Jane, inside of Bob, he can bring with him, no matter what whether he goes to Universal Whether he goes to Disney, whether he goes to Warner Brothers, it does not matter. He owns the rights to those characters. And and back then, it was simpler to be able to do that. Now you have to go through a lot of legal tape to do that or be able to process that or even be able to do so. And it did dawn upon me something that I didn't even realize until now. So after the success of Clerk 3 being wrapped up, there was another movie that was speculated to have becoming a sequel in the Kevin Smith world as well. That movie was J- was Mallrats. Now, the, if I'm correct, Kevin had pitched this back in 2015, 2016. He even got many of the people who were in Mallrats to confirm being a part of it. They just they did a selfie or a picture with him holding up the deuce sign to confirm that they would be returning. And they pretty much got half of the cast with the exception of two people who at the time were not involved in anything in Kevin Smith as well as their film career. Uh, Jeremy Landon, uh, who played, I believe his name, who played B, uh, B in the movie, and uh, uh, Ben Affleck, because at that time when he was pitching for Clerks, uh, Moretz, uh and doing Clerks too, uh, he uh, and Kevin had, not, he and Ben had not talked in years, Yeah. and that's the weird. That's weird to see that because. Um, it wasn't until, uh, a guy named Kevin McCarthy, and you can probably look at it online, Kevin McCarthy, um, basically, um, did, uh, he basically, uh, did an interview, uh, for a junket with, uh, Ben Affleck, uh, for a film that Kevin, that Ben Affleck was promoting for Netflix, and uh kevin basically mentioned like like like, hey i'm doing i'm doing press for kevin smith soon for one of his movies have you talked to him yet and ben's like no i haven't you know now that you mention it i i have not talked to him in years he he knows i'm supportive of him he knows I'm, i'm happy and proud for him and he knows i'm just a phone call away if it came to that point kevin said that uh kevin then stated that um jordan masanto who is not only his current producer for most of his films but he also she also happens to be the wife of jason muse aka j said that she saw the interview and she said you know what that's a sign right there maybe you should hit him up at that moment and then kevin stated that you know it's a toss-up on things so at the time kevin's like i don't know if i could be him," so he reached out by text <laughs> <laughs> and by I, it was a cute text. It was a geek reference he makes, and he initially signs it. And then Kevin's like, and Ben's like, it's funny that only you, you would do that. But you know, it's good to hear from you again. And it was from that moment they started rekindling their friendship again, which was very great because many people tend to forget before goodwill hunting, before reindeer games, before he even started directing in movies like Argo and The Town. Ben was rarely was mostly known for being in films with Kevin Smith. It has always been aware of that. Um, so I personally, like many other people who are fans of Kevin Smith, know that Ben owes this man for his career. We would never have gotten Ben Affleck. Hell, Ben, we wouldn't have we had Ben Affleck married with J-Love if it wasn't for Kevin Smith. So let's make that very clear. Um, Ben, uh. that moment it was confirmed that he would return to g inside the bob reboot as holden mccoyne um but yeah even ben was in mall rats uh as shannon the butt man the guy who's basically having sex with other girls and pretty much a jackass so at one point um after they did the movie kevin uh reached out about mall Rats about ball brats too and that's when things went to a turn of uh, his uh, of pitching mall rats before he even reached out with Ben Affleck so at one point if I'm correct uh, uh, it was that everybody except Jeremy Landon was attached to return and the film was gonna be as miniseries called ball but nothing came afterwards out of that and. I just thought about the fact of what if they pitched this, uh, and this is the pitch that I'm going for, because I really would like to see a Mall Rex too, even if it's a show. What if they got the workaholics guys, Blake, Durs, and Adam, to play three co workers who happen to be good friends and they work at the mall? Uh, Blake could play maybe a co worker for Brody, the character. Jason Lee played in Mall Rats, who, as we last saw in Kevin Jameson of Ball's reboot, owns a comic shop of his own in the mall, so why not have him, and that's the Jason Lee being involved, and it would just involve those three, and then little bits and pieces with everybody involved in the film, um, you know, Shannon he can make a cameo, like video chat, depending on her cancer, scare situation. Julianne Moore Adams, who is in that movie, in the original movie, and also in Chasing Amy, could play one of the play a mom uh, to uh, her her character as mom with uh, maybe Holden uh, appearing. Ben Affleck as Holden. Shannon doesn't have to appear. <laughs> Shannon was in prison from the end of Mallrats, so Ben Affleck doesn't need to play Shannon in the movie again. He he ended up in jail getting butt raped for all we know. <laughs> um... But Joey could come back as a mom now, uh, her character from *Chasing I Amy*, mean, with a kid, um, and then uh, Durs could be the one that's like the TS character. He could be related to TS if they get Jeremy Landon back. If they can get Jeremy Landon back, I think he could play TS's son because I think he's the closest to being like that of the straight-laced guy. The only one that would be the odd one out would be Adam Devine's character. But they will all work th- at three different locations in the mall. They all deal with all the situations and shenanigans. They would get their unusual weed, because they are smokers. They are weed ca- enthusiasts, so they would get their weed from Jan Bob, who still hangs around the mall. <laughs> or also working together in that sense of it, especially Blake. Um, I'm trying to think of other characters in the case of it. Ethan Sempley will be back. Staring at another magic eye appearance, or maybe owning something that owns the place that has the Easter rabbit, <laughs> which would be hilarious. Um, the security guard dude would be his his son, uh, like, the guy would play a son of his character. Because I don't even know that guy's still alive. I really don't. Um, the, the underage girl who was doing research that Shannon banged in the movie she probably has a kid now, so she could probably appear as a mom, because she's probably rather aged now that she's a little older. Um, hell, you could even get Michael fucking Rooker back. The only actress I would say would be hard to get to come back is Claire Floriati's character, who was T.S.'s, ex- gr- uh, TS's girlfriend at the time. Because she went on after that movie to be like this big Hollywood star, in his movies like Meet Joe Black and shit, so I don't know about Claire if you can get, if they can get, if he could get Claire to come back for her character, that'll be awesome and really crazy, but I highly doubt that. Shannon, I know, was also obliged to come back before her, her cancer scare, so I'm hoping that happens. Um, so, yeah, the, the, that's pretty much the gist of it. I so would pitch this to Kevin if I could. And then, like I said, add a few more people he's known along the years, whether it's Cast members from Supergirl, Arrow, and Flash. uh, People from the other movies that he's worked on, since that usually tends to happen, whether it's Brian, Jeff, Craig Robinson, you know, many other people on there. The actress who was the fortune teller, I forgot her name. Priscilla Barnes. Is that her name? Priscilla Barnes? Priscilla Barnes. Okay. Shooting Three's company. Okay. My roommate in the background, ladies and gentlemen... (laughs) Just had to help me up with that one. Is she still alive? Or did she pass? She's still alive. She's still making movies. Okay. Because I think her being in the movie would be kind of cool too. Like her playing a mom-like figure to a protege in a sense of itself. I need to tell you something. Yeah. I just want to warn you. So, as my roommate had suggested telling me, (laughs) Priscilla Barnes is still alive. (laughs) I think she should play... The fortune teller again only this time she would ask she would have somebody else like a protege and probably a younger actress who's well known sydney sweetie or um chloe cherry from euphoria playing like a protege of hers or a daughter of hers who has that magical nipple as well uh to um fortune tell for the boys i think that would be another uh, um Situation. um It'll be awesome to see Jeff Anderson, aka Randall, in the movie. But with after him doing, was convinced to do Clerks three since that was a really challenge of a situation for to get the Clerks throughout the ground. I it'd be hard to get him on board. Brian, one hundred percent. Brian, I know, will be one hundred percent committed to anything Kevin's doing because Brian knows his career wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Kevin Smith having him play. He knows his entire career was based on the foundation of the character Dante Hicks. We all know that. So Brian, without a doubt, will definitely be involved. I would love them to do something in tribute to George Carlin, because Carlin was a huge fan of Kevin's, and of course the fact he contributed to not one, but two movies. The hitchhiking, the uh, sexual hitchhiker in, in Jay inside of Snark strike back, and then of course the preacher, responsible for the creation of our buddy, of the famous Our Buddy Christ statuette in Dogma. Now, Matt Damon would also be a good fit, and I would love to see him and Jimmy Kimmel (laughs) do a sketch or something together in the movie because of the hatred they have for the characters for hatred for each other. It's sort of like a frenemies type of thing with him and Matt Damon. And of course we know Ben Damon has a good friendship with Ben Affleck over the years, so I would love to see that be a thing. Um, I know many of the people who have worked with Kevin over the years in other stuff too. Oh, and of course, Harley Quinn Smith Sheffield should be involved in. It. Now, she doesn't have to play her character from Yoga Hosers, but it would be not surpri- it would be not surprising if she reprises her role from reboot as Jay's daughter. That would be the obvious situation. Her character appears in Clerks Three at the end of Clerks Three. She takes over where her grandmother technically was, because in Clerks Three, spoiler alert, one of the movie, one of the many remanding situations in the Clerks movies is Kevin's mother uh, plays a woman who is wearing a trogging suit, checking the expiration of milks. She pulls them out of the back freezer, checking the expiration of milk. Now she did that in the first movie in Clerks 2 she reprised that role at the end credits you get to see her in the back pull when they pull the screen back and she ends up doing that in 3 however they switch it up when they pull back that scene instead of it being Kevin's mother uh, Harley Quinn Smith reprising her role from *Jay and salad Bob reboot is in the back checking milk and instead of checking regular milk she's checking almond milk because many people don't know this She's a uh, uh, Harley Quinn is a vegan. In fact, she I believe has a podcast called Vegan Boudoir that she does with her with Kevin Smith. I don't know if it's still active, but it's a it's a podcast that she does with Kevin uh, for a lot of times um, about the vegan lifestyle. Um, uh, she uh, is a vegan, so dairy milk they don't drink. I don't think they drink dairy. They drink fake dairy, which is almond milk. So she's checking the back of the freezers and looking at the expiration dates of the almond milk and she's just disgusted that most of them are expired and such so she's still looking and she's wearing the uh the the uh, the work jacket that she wore in j inside of bob reboot which is a cute another cute reference so with both of those uh with all those people in that movie I personally feel um that's the way that they could go for clerks three i mean not for clerks three but for Mall rats too if you can get everybody involved that's that was involved in that. And I think we should. Um, because also, the other time I remember that this movie was pitched, or this show was pitched, they had pitched it uh, along with a show called Hit Somebody, which was based on a hockey story that Kevin wanted to do a story with, that he ended up selling to another studio. I don't know if that project is still ever greenlit or not, but it was one he pitched. Um, because I believe those are the four pitches he had done. Hit Somebody, Clerks 3, Mall Rats Two, and and he also pitched. If I'm correct, um, it's a oh, I'm trying to remember. Um, oh, Hollyweed, Hollyweed. was the other one? Now, Hollyweed was un, he was able to get a pilot filmed for Hollyweed. Um, however, he had cleaned up with a company that was known for uh, doing crowdfunding, and basically what it was is like the more they get crowdfunding. For the show, the more they can film each episode. Um, Kevin starred in it himself; he directed the episode, uh, and Donald Rawlings also co-starred in it. In the move, the show was about him owning a dispensary in L.A., and he would get weed to other celebrities and such. And it was more of an interaction situation of him giving weed to other celebrities, delivering to them. Um, unfortunately, the show and the pro and the website, I believe, went under business, so it never got the get pushed the way it was, but I thought there was so much potential in that show. I personally feel like if Kevin sold the rights to somebody else to do that show, somebody else could do that show. I personally would love to do it myself and pitch that show for me to do, personally, because the potential for that show was golden. I just hate the fact it got under put under the rug because of a network company that was trying to do crowdfunding. That didn't do so well, and the worst thing is, is the company wasn't even using regular cash for payment of the crowdfunding. They were using crypto. Crypto. Are you serious? I, again, wasted potential. But now that Clerks Three has been done, Mall Brats uh, Two, or Mall Brats, as it was also codenamed, which I think is still a good name, and that's another thing I just remember. Maybe, if I'm correct. Harley Quinn's character never had a love interest. Maybe one of the boys could be that. Maybe it's Blake. Maybe it's Anderson. Hell, bring Stephen Suptic, the real-life fiancé, to Harley Quinn Smith. She's his real-life boyfriend, who also stars in Clerks 3 as Trevor Furman's underling. Um, he uh, can be in the movie. He can play a fourth member of the group. The group consists of four guys. One of them has a girl... The other three do, don't, but they're single, or one of them is married, in a sense of it. And Stephen plays one of the members, who's cool with them, and they, uh, uh, Harley Quinn Smith is the girl, like it's a whole gang, and bring two other female actresses in this movie, or in the show, to give them a round of characters. Hell, you could make a whole fucking friends group out of it. <laughs> one's like Chandler, one's like Joey, one likes Veronica, one's like Monica, one's like well, Phoebe, not Veronica. Phoebe, Monica, Joey, uh, uh, Chandler, Ross. Three guys, three girls. Make it like that. But instead, four guys, three girls, or four guys and four girls. If you can find three other field actresses who is up to the same standard that Harley Quinn Smith can be, put them in the move in the show with them. Make it a whole group of a thing. I personally believe that. Hell, <coughs> switch it for diversity reasons. <coughs> instead of one of the females played by a female, have a woman of find a non-binary actress uh, or actor, or a trans actor involved in or or trans actress in the group. Whatever you gotta do to include yourself into that. Have a, a woman of color in the show, which I believe would be a necessary thing, because I'm not saying Kevin Smith is racist, but let's just face it. Not many of his projects has a lot of black people with the exception of No Rawlings, Earthquake, Wanda Sykes, and Chris fucking Rock. Oh, and Craig Robinson, if I didn't mention Craig Robinson already. Bring some more inclusivity into your projects, Kevin. That's all I'm asking. More black people. Don't tell me there ain't no black people in New Jersey. Do not tell me there are no black people. Because I have a friend who once lived in Hackensack, ladies and gentlemen. So don't tell me black people don't exist in New Jersey. (laughs) Any case, um, I personally feel that's a perfect way to pitch that and i think the show route would be a better choice than uh pitching the uh uh, in a movie mall brats as the as a movie instead of being mall rats too is also a good name title line for it too so uh part of me just wants to make that uh uh, a logo for it because now that i see it i'm like mall brats would be not bad an idea I really want that to be a thing. (laughs) So, uh, and I'm brainstorming on this whole thing right after I saw a clip in the behind the scenes where they're talking about lunchboxes because of the scene in Clerks 3 about the Jay and Silent Bob is like the R2-D2 and uh, 3 CPL, And then they mentioned about the fact of lunchboxes. I'm like, it's funny neither have they ever made a product of lunch and they never made a product that looks like sign up bob and have it a lunchbox with a thermos that looks like jason muses J. which by the way that option is also still open so if you're ever listening to this kevin smith just know you're welcome <laughs> so i think that's it for me for today this episode because i think i i think i've done my best part in that sense of it um So I'm going to enjoy this weekend, hopefully been a betterment of it. My mom is, uh, hopefully, I'm going to try to get her on a future episode. Let me know what you guys think. And also, let me know know what you think when it comes to 4th of July. Because I have also noticed there have been a lot of people who, after this year of 4th of July, have lost homes because of fireworks being sent in their house. (sighs) So, let me know on that. Let me know what your favorite Kevin Smith movie is, aside from Clerks. Everyone cannot hate Clerks, but I know there's some people who like other stuff in Clerks. Maybe it was Tusk, maybe it was Red State, maybe it was uh, Dogma. Let me know in the comments below. Uh, and of course, you can check me out on all my social media. I have just launched a Thread account, which I barely will use, but just know it's there. Uh, I'm mostly on TikTok for both of my for both of my uh, accounts. I only have one account for, for a Thread. I have one account for Lemon8, and then all my links will be located in the description box of my Twitter and of, and all my social media. So make sure you follow me on all those places if you can. And, of course, my website, gerimedia.format.com, for all your photography needs. So this has been another episode of the House of Black. I bid you adieu, and later days.